Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au 14 minutes to 8. Good morning to you. SEN SA Breakfast. Darcy Byrne-Jones from Port Adelaide will join us after 8 o'clock this morning. And your text 0427-154-166. We are here thanks to Tire Power. Say big time on Falcon All-Terrain Tires. Bix had the pleasure of going to Westlakes yesterday and to meet our next guest, who is a bubbly young man who's looking forward to hopefully getting a game for the Crows in 2024. And what I like most about our guest is we, we've got a very similar taste in music, which is, really? which is very good. I'm not talking pink. I'm talking <laughs> Scottish singer Paolo Nutini. He's a big fan. Really? And I'm a big fan. I know, Bix, you don't like music or anything overly exciting, but yeah. I want you to listen to Paolo Nutini and we can talk about it a little bit later on. Um, but he's here to talk about football, not Paolo. Carl Gallagher, welcome to Adelaide and thanks for joining us. Carl, it's not. <laughs> I'll try again. Carl, thanks for joining us. No problem, lads. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure. Hey, Carl, can we start where it all began for you? Obviously, you're in Ireland. Uh, what sparked your or spiked your interest in Australian rules footy? When did you become aware of it? Yeah, so at the very start, it would have been just I would have been playing with my county team back home in under 18s competition. And lucky enough, I was a part of a good team back then. We got to, so it had been the All-Ireland semi-final. And lucky enough, it was scouts at the match that first approached me to do a European combine down in Dublin. And that was back in 2019, I believe. And at at uh, the combine, Hamish was there. So that was the first I heard of Adelaide Crows. And... The first time we got chatting to Hamish about the opportunity. Mm. Hamish Ogilvy, of course, head recruiter for the Adelaide Football Club. But but when I think about you're playing your national game, uh, which is Gaelic footy, and then someone says, we can take you halfway around the world, what was the attraction for you? Has it been the fact that you know some of the great Irish players had come across to Australia already and, and it was exciting? Yeah, definitely. It always would have been something that I heard about. I would have lived closely to... I would have been in the rival football in Kentucky, but I wouldn't have lived too far away from Conor McKenna mm. and them boys. So you would have obviously seen him and Conor Glass. I would have played a lot of schools competitions that I would have been watching when I was younger. And I probably would have been like, that's something I'd love to do myself. Because it was big news when Conor McKenna and them boys, they were probably top of their 
top of their age group in the country and when they decided to go to Australia, of course, it was probably on your mind to someday I'd love to give that a go myself. And then, of course, you uh, you mentioned in 2019, you go to a combine, you you get under the eyes of some of the recruiters from Adelaide and then COVID-19 hit. So everything sort of went back to a standstill. Yeah, definitely. So I was meant to go out to Australia and try with a few clubs, one or two clubs uh, the next summer because I had exams. And then we did the combine in November, December time. And by February, March time, when I was getting started to get looking forward to it, COVID came and it took an end to all that. Mm. So we pick up now. So this is all finished now. COVID's over and, and Hamish gets back in touch. He convinces you to come out. You've arrived just after Christmas. How have you found the transition and the training? Was it everything you expected or is it harder or not quite so hard? Yeah, definitely. So Hamish got back on to me at the end of my footy season back at home and asked what I'd like to come for three weeks just to get a taste of it before Christmas. So the first day I landed was the first day of pre-season. So I was pretty nervous. I didn't know what. I heard a lot about the Australian rules football pre-season. So it was it was tough, but got through it and I fairly enjoyed it. Looking back on it, it was great. When you make your way over to a country like Australia, Carl, do you connect with players like Connor? Um, you know, over um, the past couple of decades we've had some incredible Irish players represent um, the AFL system so do you, do you get much education on the players who have come before you and then when you make your way over here you really make sure you connect with um, your fellow countrymen? Yes yeah, so I was lucky enough uh, Mark was over here so Mark came he was just massive help like that was the, the biggest thing coming over him he was here and I would have met up with him before I came over in Ireland to do a few sessions and I also would have met up with Marty Clark mm. for Collingwood, down footballer back home, and he was brilliant. So he takes Irish lads over there who were looking uh, at this as a career. He takes them over and we do training sessions for the day and stuff like that. We might do half of it with the Gaelic football and then we do the evening half with the Australian rules football, and that was massive. And yeah, definitely you would have messages from other, uh, other young lads especially. I would have been chatting to the was two boys who went to Carlton, Rob Monaghan. So we would just be back and forth. We actually met up uh, over in Melbourne. So it's very nice to have them boys. And of course, there's a, there's a big group of Irish boys over there, the likes of Zach Toohey and all and uh, Conor McKenna also. So yeah, there's a big Irish contingency over here this, this year. What's the hardest part of the game for you to learn and your biggest growth opportunity when it comes to a skill set? Because athletically, we know what you can do. But then when it comes to kicking the football and, and learning more skills and, and uh, I guess, nuances of the game, where do you see your biggest growth areas? Yeah, definitely. Like you see a lot of the boys who have who've had success, a lot of the Irish boys over here, they don't they keep some of the Gaelic skills with them. You see like Conor McKenna and Zach them boys kick around their body a lot and stuff like that. That's what we do back home. So definitely that. I'd like to keep keep a lot of this stuff that I learned back in Ireland and introduce it to the game. You see a few tricks by Conor McKenna and them boys, which is good. But yeah, definitely. I'd say 
the kicking the kicking probably is the toughest toughest skill because you need to hit it fairly dead on. Has to be you don't want to give boys loopy passes and stuff like that. Could end them in a bit of trouble. So definitely, yeah, I want to bring a bit of my Gaelic skills into it, my kicking around the body, and I enjoy enjoy practicing and getting better with the Australian rules football. It's a lot of fun learning a new game as well at times. So you're going down to the very bottom and you have to work your way up, which which would be fun. Yeah. Carl, um, there are some similarities between Gaelic football and Australian rules football. The biggest difference is the physicality. You can't tackle in Gaelic footy. How have you found the transition? You've done some match sim. You've done you know, other training. That, that physicality, have you, you come to terms with that yet in terms of people you know, tackling and jumping on you every time you get the footy? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit different to back home. But there is a lot. There is a, yeah, as although you can't as over here tackle and rip them to the ground over there, you can hit body on the shoulders and stuff like that. Mm. But, yeah, definitely the first few times I got, let's say, tackled pretty hardly. I looked around and thought, what in the name <laughs> of God is this? <laughs> What about what about yeah, some? Up, you shout something at them, and then you realise this is the new norm. Get used to. It. <laughs> what about teammates who might have helped you through the transition? We we expect that Mark Keane, who who helped uh, you when you come across, and he's a fellow countryman. What about some of the other players? Who have you who have you made great relationships with? Yeah, definitely. I'd say out of the younger boys, Max McElhenney, He's playing in a similar position. I'm trying out in the halfback at the minute. So it's great to just watch footage with him and ask him. He's my go-to probably for a lot of the questions. We all know how talented he is and at such a young age as well. It's great to see. But other boys that would have helped me a lot with my kicking and just sort of things, pointers would have been Doss, Jordan Dawson has been very good. And Lachlan Murphy, he's been very good as well. Like mm. just little things after training. I do a lot of my work with Andy McPherson. He's my assistant backline coach and Marco Bello. They'd be the main boys I'd be going to just for just to work and just try hone in and all they get the fundamentals right first. Uh, just before we let you go, Carl, currently in Dublin it's seven degrees and in Adelaide at four thirty <laughs> this morning it was thirty four. How are you handling the transition to the Adelaide summer? Because I'll be honest with you, I hate the hot weather, so I would much rather be in seven degrees at the moment. Has the novelty worn off of an Adelaide summer for you yet? No, definitely not. Absolutely not. So the poor boys back at home will be getting Snapchats to go into training in the dark and low four and five degrees and stuff like that. No, absolutely not. I'm loving the heat. I'll wrap it all up. Can't be complaining about that. <laughs> well, just take care of your skin because Mark Bickley, my co-host here, who is a two-time premiership captain of the Adelaide Football Club, I've never seen a more pasty-skinned human mm-hmm. being. So just stay sun smart, all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to work on my time, so I'm a bit to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that, Carl. Hey, uh, we are going to follow you very closely. It's it's such a great story when you travel halfway around the world and try and make it at a super competitive elite sport. Um, we, yeah, we wish you all the best, and as we said, we'll take a keen interest in you. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks for having me on.